a lot of time people fail to plan. Um, you know, we we want to do things. We don't have a we don't have a concrete plan to even just go through the process of getting from point A to point B. We don't have a process of getting um, legal advice, mentorship, and the most importantly is the financing part. Um, we don't have a financial consultant. A lot of times, our family, our parents, we take advice from our mom, our dad, who are not. A lot of time, financially educated or or expert in those things, especially when it comes to business on how to make money, spend money, invest money. And matter of fact, um, even making money is one of the biggest things because a lot of time the advice like you be like, oh man, I want to make some money. People, the first thing they tell you is go get a job. It's not how can I create, you know, opportunity for me to 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 make money. How could I create an opportunity? to create a job so I could not only to make money to to employ my family, my friends, my community, so on and so forth. So that's one of the biggest things that I've come to um, you know, had a uh, um, you know, some type of hurdle over figuring out how to financially invest, make money, retain the money, keep it within the community, keep it, you know, where it could make me more money. So as of late, you know, due to power of being nine, I've had the opportunity to to meet Andre and talk to Andre and get some advice and some consulting before I even, you know, started doing business with Andre. So um, I I thought I came to find out that it was actually a good, you know, it was something that needed to be done for me to actually get a get a better understanding on a lot of different things um, when it comes to um, you know whether it's life insurance or um, IRA accounts, so a bunch of different terms that I'm not going to be speaking on because that's not really my specialty. That's not really my focus on. I have the expert that's going to be here to discuss this. So Andre, thank you for being this guest today. Thank you thank for you having for me. By. And let's let's have let's dive in. Let's have some conversation about financial advising, about you know planning for the future, planning for your business, so on and so forth. So Great. you know, as I said, introduce yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So um, thanks for having me as a guest. I appreciate the, the time and mm-hmm. uh, it's great being here. So um, my name is Andre de Oliveira. Uh, I have been, uh, I've been in this industry for the last 11 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, started working uh, with this, uh, you know, it was essentially my first real job uh, mm-hmm. after going to school for information technology. So, you know, it wasn't necessarily, technology. yeah, it wasn't the original path, but, um, you know, ended up uh, in it and really loving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am originally from Brazil. Brazil. So one, yeah, exactly. She's my favorite team growing up watching <laughs> soccer. Yeah. Never been. I need to go. Yeah. No, nah, it's, nah, I'll, I'll, you can come with me. I'll be your translator. Absolutely, man. You know? Appreciate <laughs> it. I need to go down. I've been taking a lot of trips down, um, you know, down, uh, I went to Costa Rica. We've been, um, to Colombia, you know, a couple yeah. of countries down, um, down there, but South America, South, yeah. South America. That's why I meant to say South yeah. America, but haven't been my way to Brazil yet. I think I had yeah. a couple of friends that that went down there, but yeah, yeah, as you were saying, yeah. So really, one of the things that I found is that, uh, particularly with the Brazilian community, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed that early on in my career that there was a, a gap uh, in the uh, education and the information that comes in the financial planning area, uh, particularly. Asian people, man. Sure, right? And, and uh, you know. so, you know, being an immigrant and uh, understanding what that's like and just the fact that, you know, we're not talking about uneducated people, we're just talking about misinformed people because misinformed. they grew up 
hearing different things and they're just not aware of how things function over here. Absolutely. And they're creating their lives in the United States and that's what I was there to help them out. Uh, so, you know, it gave me the advantage of being able to both work with the American community, but also work with the Brazilian community and, and everything else in between. Uh, absolutely, so. absolutely. So, yeah. So how has your process been? I say, you say you've been doing this for about 11 years. Um, how right. has that been for you? Yeah, so it's been uh, a little bit different depending on a uh, couple of different roles that I've taken. So, you know, I spent a good portion of my time in management, uh, mm -hmm. showing other people how to do the job as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and I find myself now in a position where I'm back in the client facing role because I truly feel like that's that's my passion. Uh, and then being able to sit down with somebody, whether it be an individual, a family, a business owner, uh, helping them take a better understanding of what their current situation is, mm -hmm. uh, learning about their goals and objectives, uh, what's important, what's valuable for them so that I can then make recommendations that are going to be based on that specific situation, right? Because everybody has different plans and there's no blanket solution to anyone's uh, problems, right? So the, the goal is to really understand what the client or the prospect wants and then be able to make those recommendations to them. Nice, nice, nice. Um, how do you find it, you know, people's planning? Like what is, what is one of the biggest obstacles? You know, um, I know, you know, like I say, even for me, for a lot of people that I know, as far as having understanding of how to make the money, mm -hmm. right? How to, and you know, reinvest it, how to save it, how to keep it. Because that's the biggest thing. We make, the, we make it by Friday, by Saturday. We go into the club, we buy an outfit, so on and so forth, or whatever it is. How do we keep that money, you know, to, to still be able to have fun, but at the same time? invest in your future because one of the biggest things that i've learned while i was doing commercial real estate a question that's um um this guy asked me hey jeff um who's gonna take care of old jeff and, you know and then i was like oh that's easy by kids and he was like no once these you know kids grow up little bastards grow up and yeah. you know go off and worry about their lives you know you know they could check on you but the person that's responsible for you is you so yeah. You know, when he said that to me, it had me thinking that, okay, so that means that I have to make decisions now, you know, for the future that is going to help me, you know, if, if anything would ever happen, you know, shoulder injury, knee injuries, whatever it is, cancer, you know, kidney failure, whatever it is, things that after you pass 64, you don't, you know, as you, you showed me, you told me that after 64, can nobody give you a loan? You can't get money. So now... You got to have money if you're going to live past that certain age. And a lot of times, you know, we get to those places. So, you know, I mean, yeah. as we plan for those things, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you? How yeah, do you... no, so sure thing. I mean, a lot of what you said is 100% true, right? When you're talking about, uh, you know, who's going to take care of me in the future. Sure. Well, I certainly, uh, you know, uh, don't want to be a burden for my, my children in the future. I want to make sure that my situation is taken care of. And maybe if I still lived in Brazil, it would be a situation where, hey, I'm going to go and move in with my kids, yeah, yeah. right? And that's just not the reality that's that we live reality, in today. You know, no. uh, that might have been what we were used to in the past, but it's just not uh, how life works over here. So the uh, idea of making sure that early on in your life that you s set aside some goals mm -hmm. and you prioritize some savings, you can still have fun, right? You just have to pay attention to what are some of the things that I uh, might be wasting money on that perhaps I can change some of my uh my actions pay attention to what i call the spending triggers the mm -hmm. things that cause you to uh you know spend money without thinking about it right so maybe uh for example you know whether this that new iphone that came out or whatever it might be still like, got my old one 
Exactly, right? So I, I, I spent a lot of years upgrading my phone every year until yeah. I realized that, okay, I could probably go one or two extra years without Absolutely, doing that. Absolutely, right? See, that's right? the thing for everybody. Like, we all go through the same thing. We all have that same mentality. But at some point, you got to make the decision and say, you know what? I can't keep spending. I, you know, no matter how, how much you love Jordan sneakers or whatever it is that you love polo or whatever it is. Yeah. At some point, you got to make that decision and say, you know what? That's too many. That's too much. I have to... You know, reinvest. I have to do certain things differently, right? Is that, yeah. that's basically what you're saying, right? Absolutely. And then you know, th people are affected differently by uh, different things, right? So some people are sub subjective or susceptible to seeing an advertisement and you know going for it, or walking mm -hmm. by a store and seeing a sale sign and feeling like they're gonna miss out if they don't purchase that product right then and there. Yeah, yeah. But oftentimes, if you get the ability or the time to think about that decision, you might not go through with it. And if you have a spending plan or a budget in place that you've worked with by yourself or with the help of an advisor, uh, and you have a, a better understanding of where your money should be going, that will give you the ability to uh, not make those uh, instant or rash decisions that, that are going to hurt you in the future. Nice, nice. Now, what's one of the biggest challenges that you faced, you know, dealing with people? Because one of the things about black people, man, damn, we scared of talking about money. Damn, we, we hate letting people know what we have or what they think we have, what they, you know, whatever it is, nonsense yeah. that we may have, we may be thinking about rather than just being honest and being transparent and saying, hey, look, I have this, I need to get that, or I don't have this, I need to get this, I need to get to this level. So it's just like, what is what is one of the challenges yeah. as you feel, I mean, have you dealt with, you know, dealing with people as far as, you know, trying trying to help them, seeing that, okay, you here, I need to get you there, or you need to get there, but, you know, yeah. You're not addressing this, this, the, the issue. So. Absolutely. No, I think that that's a challenge uh, that I've noticed within the, the Brazilian community as well, is that people are very protective of what they have, and mm -hmm. they don't necessarily want to, to be open about it. Uh, but for me, it comes down to be able to establish good rapport with my clients, uh, uh, helping them understand that everything we talk about, first of all, is confidential, right? So I'm not going to be sharing with anybody else is that really uh, a thing though i mean do you not like you know lay down at night and say yo babe you know you know tell you about <laughs> y'all work with this guy today yo he has 50 million dollars do you not do you seriously i mean yeah. i'm not saying you, you know she's just air that out right now, sure no <laughs> you know what i mean but is that is that something that that's really by like you yeah know, you don't do for real for real it's or? um well I'll, I'll give you this example right so she's a nurse mm -hmm. and uh, she tells me about things that happen in the hospital mm -hmm. but she has never once given me any kind of personal identifiable like personally identifiable information right okay, okay. so i'd never be able to id or know who she's ever talking about okay, okay, okay. right so it's very different from me saying i met with this client who she has no idea you mm -hmm. know and this person has a lot of money right uh or me saying hey i met with jeff today and he told me everything that, that oh, he okay, has okay, right okay. so I'll, i'm very careful with that okay, now okay. if it was with anyone who i would have uh, would suspect that they have any reason that they would know who i'm talking about i'm not going to share any information okay, okay. Uh, all right yeah but it's a good question so, yeah of yeah. course because i mean i get that you know um, a lot of stuff you know what i mean it, um you know people think that you know you don't really have those conversations or yeah. Something, you know, I, I think I was watching a TV show where, you know, where the wife wanted to get a, com you know, wanted to get an answer from the guy. And he was like, it's confidential. I can't tell you. And, yeah. You know, she was upset and slept on the couch for that. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, a situation like this, you know what I mean? Just wanted to know if that's really. Yeah. And I'm never going into any kind of details that mm -hmm. would ever uh, affect or compromise. And 
you know, as a as a licensed professional, as I'm sure you're aware, right? So I'm a fiduciary, and I have to put my client's best interest ahead of of my own. So that's that comes with that is to making sure that they're protected. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, now I know you deal with personal and business as well, or mm-hmm. is it okay? So now, what's what's the craziest thing, or, um, story, or situation have you dealt with? Because I know sometimes in being now you tell testimonials or situations like this. Like, what can you share with us as far as you know, so people could you know relate and and say, oh, man, I need definitely need to work with you. Or sure. Well, I could I could tell you both a uh, crazy good story, and I can tell you both crazy bad stories. We got, right? we so, got time. Tell us both. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. So, I mean, I can share with you uh, some. I'll start with a bad story because hopefully we can end on a good note, right? Mm, so now, okay. and I'll share a personal story because this is something near and dear to my heart that recently happened and actually happened this year. Okay. So my brother-in-law recently passed away. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, and you know, I had shared that information with you before, but um, essentially, what it came down to is uh, he's a you know 51 year old um, guy who had been in great health and got diagnosed with cancer out of nowhere. Uh, but by the time that they caught it, it was stage four gastric cancer. Oh wow! Uh, and um, you know, he he wasn't even given uh, months to live necessarily, right? So the doctors were even afraid to to give him that much of a time frame. And this was back in. Uh, April of this year, uh, and you know he ended up passing away in uh, in uh, the end of August. Uh, unfortunately, he had never done much planning uh, in terms of what would happen if you know if you were to pass away prematurely. So you know there was a little bit of money saved for college for his kids who were both teenagers and is had some retirement savings but not mm-hmm. a lot. But had very little life insurance. You know, with a very expensive home out in um, San Jose, uh, right, California. So uh, that made the situation a little trickier. So I'm working with, uh, you know, my his deceased wife to to see what we can do and what are the things that we can do to make sure that those things don't happen moving forward. But you know, not having uh, a will or uh, that insurance in place to make sure that your your family would be okay, right? And, and all all of those things. You said it, he was fifty one, right? Right. I mean, that's you know, that's a young person. That's right? a young person, and yeah. I, I know a lot of people that have fathers around those same ages. Like, how important is planning? Because one of my friends um, had mentioned to me, or um, I think it was around the time I was maybe twenty four, twenty five, and he told me he was like, hey. You know, you're going to get to a point in life that your parents become your responsibility. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just like the role, the role switches. And Reverse, yeah. Unfortunately, my, both of my parents had been diagnosed with cancer, and then I had to pretty much take care of them and go through that process. You know what I mean? So doing, during that, it was just like, man, this is right. You know, this dude was right. You know yeah. what I mean? So how important is planning and, and basically just having a will, yeah. uh, um, you know, um, so so all your all your assets they just go to the state. They actually goes you know and to to your children, to your family, so on and so forth. How important yeah. is that? In yeah, in- it's extremely important. Um, let's think. Uh, I'll give you a couple more examples, right? Mm-hmm. So my dad passed away also at the age of fifty one. This was about three years ago, uh, three and a half years ago mm-hmm. now. And but he was in Brazil, and there wasn't any insurance or any planning in place, so I had to foot that bill you know mm-hmm. out of pocket, right? So luckily he was in Brazil, so things. We're a little bit cheaper. Uh, cheaper. Um, but uh, you think you remember when Prince passed away, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So Prince didn't have a will uh, either, right? So he, you know, he died without uh, naming any beneficiaries or anything like that. 
and without any what he would want to happen to uh, to his money yeah. uh, so that means that by by the the rules of the state of Minnesota that anybody could come forward within a nine month period after he passed away to try to put a claim on any of his assets wow. and then the state is going to decide who gets what wow. right anybody meaning like his family or, or anyone anybody? who says that they have a claim on his estate so you know me- if they have any kind of proof they could potentially make a case for themselves to say Hey, I am owed some of this because wow. he, he didn't have Never it. Will. Wow, yeah. absolutely. So, so that's very important. I mean, people, we have to work on that. We have to have, you know, talk to guys like Andre, financial planners, financial advisors, you know, to help us, you know, put ourselves and our family in a better situation because those are the things that keeps putting us, you know, um, back and, and, and we're not evolving due to the fact that, you know, if our parents have, you know, like, like you just said, a guy like Prince have all this wealth, then again, he passed and, you know, anybody could grab that. You know what I mean? It's the same yeah. thing with what could be my father, your father, anybody else's, you know, parents that if they lose their assets, things that they've been working on for 50, 60 years, and then they don't have a will to say, hey, if I die, this house goes to my daughter, this goes to my son, so on and so forth. And if we're not educated to know or misinformed or whatever terms that you want to use at this point, it's just like, we need those information. We need to have that knowledge. We need to talk to people like you. We need to talk to attorneys. We need to talk to all these people to actually have the knowledge and know how to keep those things that our parents work for, our grandparents work for, so we know how to how to enjoy them and also pass them to our kids. So, yeah. you know what I mean? These are the things that that's important. Would you agree? Yeah, and you bring up the attorney. That was going to be my next point, right? So, obviously, I'm not an attorney. Mm-hmm. I work closely with attorneys, and we have one in my practice that I can always refer to for information because those are the people that are going to help me guide uh, the clients uh, to make the, the right decisions, particularly who, who when it comes write, to who estate planning. Wills? Is it, can you do so something typically, like that? Typically, attorney yeah, typically as an estate planning attorney, those mm-hmm. are the best uh, attorneys to, to do that type of documents because uh-huh. that's what they usually work with, whether it's a will, a healthcare proxy, a power of attorney, uh, and uh, trusts as well. So trust is... The more assets that you have, the trust become even more important, uh, you know, particularly in order to make it so that the vision of assets will be a little bit easier after okay. uh, passing away. How do you set up a trust and can you, what exactly is a trust? Here so a trust is a, it's, it's essentially a legal entity that can own assets, right? So you can transfer them uh, outside of uh, uh, your name, which, which is what's called an irre- uh, irreversible trust. Or irrevocable trust. That's why people keep their money. That's what you mean. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of them uh, do it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're doing that, you're giving up control of those assets. So it's mm-hmm. not necessarily uh, you know the best spot to do while you're younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you can set up a, a revocable trust where it at least dictates what, uh, with even more detail, what would happen if you were to pass away and who gets to own what. Uh, the the trust can uh, keep those assets inside of it. And then there's a trustee that has to act within the the uh, the entity or within the the writing of what the trust says. So uh, I would say certainly consult an attorney if that's something that's uh, important uh, for you, um, because they would be able to give you you know even more detailed information. I'm familiar with the process because oftentimes my clients uh, end up needing uh, those trusts as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Now. Um what did you learn in college? Like, what got you into this field? So, why, why yeah. find? I know you mentioned about being, you know, knowing being an immigrant yeah. and seeing your families, or, or you know, most of us are not, you know, miseducated and so on and so forth. What got yeah. you wanting to besides that? What, what got you? In? Yeah. So, as I mentioned, uh, I actually went to school for information technology, and uh, it was almost by accident that I got into financial services. Now, 
what I've learned in school has helped me tremendously in the sense of, all right, so I'm good with technology and it allows me to utilize everything that I need mm -hmm. uh, to the best of my abilities. Uh, you know, I took uh, several business courses and things like that as well. So that, you know, it kind of uh, helped me uh, along the way. Uh, but it was essentially once I got to know more and more about the business and, you know, I think uh, the people who I started working with uh, because they, uh, I got a, a lot of good education in, early on in my career mm -hmm. uh, that really kind of taught me a lot that I, that I needed to in order to leverage that into a, a successful career. How soon, how, I mean, how early on should a person start, you know, um, creating a will or those or, or having that type of financial plan or, I mean, having yeah. a conversation with a person? Like, if you, you know, from your experience, like, what's your average age group that sure. people, you typically talk to? When the do people talk, people start talking to you? Yeah, the majority of my clients, they're going to be, you know, in their early 30s to their mid 40s okay. uh but the so earlier 20 year old don't need to come talk to you, you know? i mean it doesn't i i do have clients that are in their 20s as well which is mm -hmm. great uh you know if i get in front of them at that age and they're already ready to be saving some money and, and mm -hmm. all of those things even better right that means they have more time they're gonna have they're gonna allow their money work for them even longer right so you really only have uh, one opportunity to let your money grow during the course of your life. Mm -hmm. And most of that return is going to come in later years. But the earlier you start, the, the earlier those returns will start making a, a bigger impact for you. Absolutely. What advice would you give, you know, a um, young entrepreneur right now as far as, you know, in their business financially? Like what's, what's, what's the most important thing that you tell them to do? Of course, everybody's going to have different goals, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, not to say that uh, I'm going to give generic advice to everyone, but ideally what you want to make sure is that you protect your ability to earn your income first, right? So oftentimes I get asked, what's my most, or, you know, or when I ask, what's your most valuable asset? I usually get the answer, oh, it's my home or it's my retirement account. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, no, your ability to earn an income is your most valuable asset. If what does that mean exactly? Speak if you're, back to me. Yeah, if you're unable to work mm -hmm. or uh, for because you become permanently disabled, then it doesn't matter how much money you're making right now. If you're in your 30s and healthy, mm. and you have another 30 plus years to work for in your life, but you can't do that anymore, then you have to have some sort of protection. And by the same token, if you have somebody who depends on you and you lose your life uh, early on, then that's an important piece to protect as well. Is that where life insurance comes in? Is that what you're referring to right now? Exactly. So how early should somebody sign up for life insurance? I mean, I know some jobs provide that, but sure. should you get outside private um, life insurance? or Take advantage of what, you, what you're being offered through work. Mm -hmm. uh, speak with an advisor to make sure that your coverage is, is, is proper, right? So oftentimes, you know, the coverage that you can get through work might not be enough. So make sure that you're properly covered. And then, you know, if, if it makes sense, then uh, purchase additional coverage uh, for yourself. And then also understand that there's different types of life insurance. Uh, your health and your age is going to affect the cost of it as well. So typically, the earlier you can get it, the, the cheaper it's going to be. Uh, but, um, you know, and, and it gives you some opportunity to create some uh, uh, equity inside those products too as well. Awesome, awesome. So Andre, if somebody wouldn't get in, talk, in, um, in touch with you, how would they go about that? So they can reach me, uh, you know, they can call me, of course, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I can, can I give out my phone number? Absolutely. All right, so my office line is 617-239-8013. Uh, 
That's uh, 617-239-8013. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you can get in touch with me via you know, email as well. Uh, so it's uh, A-D-E-O-L-I-V-E-I-R-A. We'll make sure we put that in the comments below. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in the description below. Uh, do you uh, have Instagram, Facebook, those type of things? Yeah. LinkedIn, I mean. So I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have a pro- professional profile, okay. which is... Um, uh, a D Oliveira as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then also on LinkedIn, um, you know, there's a, a I have a, a page on there as well. Okay. Um, but that's it. All right. So since this is the leveling up show, so what did you do to level up today? Uh, well, I came here first of all, and I got to see you, so that's uh, always leveling up my day. So. Absolutely appreciate uh, it. And then uh, other things is, is you know, you got to keep yourself informed. So if you can spend, you know, even if it's 15 minutes a day, mm-hmm. getting some knowledge, uh, you know. That's that's gonna make you a better version of yourself than Absolutely. what you were before. So, what did you did you read something today? What book or article or you know? So today I've uh, uh, because I've been I was driving in this morning uh, mm-hmm. and then I was actually teaching a seminar. Uh, so I listened to the uh, Wall Street Journal podcast, Wall which Street is a Journal. daily uh, okay. daily occurrence for me. What did you, what, what's on there? What did you get from there? To the topic that we covered that they covered today was uh, unexpected expenses in retirement. So things like, you know, whether you, you might be retired, but you still need to replace the roof in your home. Or mm-hmm. uh, if your income goes up because of your retirement accounts, your Medicare Part B uh, costs might, might actually go up as well on your premiums, right? So there are a lot of things that happen during retirement. And even if all that is, is because you lived longer than you thought you would, that are going to tremendously impact your overall uh, portfolio. Awesome, awesome. So, Andre, I appreciate it. Is there any last comment, anything that you would like to say as far as advice or, you know, any knowledge, any tips, any books, anything that you would love to, to share with our viewers? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So as far as, uh, you know, working on your plan, I would say that the sooner you can at least take a look at it and understand what your situation is and uh, have a, a better idea of what your goals uh, are. And then instead of just having generic goals, try to turn them into smart goals. Mm. Uh, so, you know, by smart, smart you're talking goal. about... Can you break spe- that down? Yeah, what, yeah. Exactly what that means. Exactly. So it's an acronym and it's uh, smart. The S is for um, specific. M is for measurable. A is for attainable or achievable, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, R is that it's, it's got to be uh, relatable. And uh, uh, T is for time bound, right? So Absolutely. you know, have to make sure that your goals are very specific, that you have some sort of measurement, that you're able to achieve them. For example, me turning into an NFL player right now is not an achievable goal, right? Absolutely so it doesn't matter how... You could be a coach. It could, maybe. You, maybe, know, you could be but, a coach. You could be yeah. a special team coach. You could be, you know what I mean? You yeah. could learn that, but you actually physically doing it, right. it's a whole different thing. You sure know what thing. I mean? Yeah, it's got to be relative to what my goals are and what my personal values are as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and there's got to be a specific time frame f- to achieve that goal. So that's a way to create a, a smart goal. Absolutely. Uh, and then my book recommendation, I would say uh, there's a book called The Power of Habit. Power and I mentioned I just um, read that book not too long. Yeah. Well, I listened to it. Audiobooks. Sure. Yeah. And that's a great way to, to go about it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, particularly as if you're you driving. Uh, but yeah, so that's a way for you to. Uh, potentially shed some of the bad habits that we might have in life and create some some better ones and uh, build and just continue to make a better version of yourself every day. Absolutely. That's how you level up. It's a way of life. Every day, get better, get better. Yeah, leveling up is definitely a way of life, and that's the way to level up every day by, you know, whether you read a book, you know, 
uh, meditate or whatever it is that you do in the morning that, you know, that helps your routine, helps you mentally, physically to basically help you get to the next level. Um, again, appreciate you for coming. Thank you, you know, for as a, For sure, as a special guest, you know what I mean? I always got to take care of the guests with a special leveling up from Felton. Awesome. You know what I mean? Appreciate you. So thank you very much for tuning in, for watching, and leveling up. Out. Appreciate it. Boom.